You take a rocket to the moon. It lands. You put on your work uniform and go to work your shift at a local factory that extracts water from beneath the surface of the moon. There's also fuel plants here. Dozens of people in rovers are roaming the expanse of Earth's natural satellite. When your shift ends, you board the rocket again. It takes you back home, just like a regular bus. That's exactly what NASA is planning to do. In the first stage of this project is the Prime 1 mission. Prime stands for Polar Resources Ice Mining Experiment. The mission starts in 2022. Let's follow it step by step. A booster rocket in second stage are assembled on the launch pad. Ignition. The rocket's engines begin to burn fuel and we go up. Soon, the rocket reaches a speed of about 24,000 miles per hour. At that speed, you could travel the distance from New York to London in just eight minutes. Once the booster uses up all its fuel, it undocks and makes a soft landing on Earth. The second stage with the payload capsule fires its engines a couple of seconds after the first stage undocks, so the rocket continues moving up. Once it reaches orbit, the payload capsule opens. It releases the lunar lander Nova C. It's a cylindrical spacecraft, as long as a sedan, and slightly wider than the height of the average person. It starts its engine and begins its journey. First, the lander makes a circle around Earth. This is a gravitational maneuver that helps it to gain speed without wasting too much fuel. Because the lunar lander is still in orbit, Earth's gravity affects it. The spacecraft looks as if it's falling, but not to the surface of our planet, along its orbital trajectory. After one lap around Earth, the lander adjusts its trajectory and heads for the moon. The distance it needs to cover is 238,600 miles. That's like 9.5 trips around Earth, or 93 trips across the United States from coast to coast. Modern spacecraft can cover this distance in as little as nine hours. That's a bit more than a journey from New York to Los Angeles by plane. At the same time, it took the first astronauts about 72 hours to get to the moon. Soon, Nova C is near its destination. It makes another circle around the moon while it descends. Scientists have already chosen the perfect plane for it to land. There are several requirements. First of all, there should be signs that there might be ice under the surface in this location. Second, the lunar module should be able to maintain radio communication with Earth. And this is impossible if the lander is on the far side of the moon. When the first astronauts flew around Earth's natural satellite, contact with them was lost for a few minutes. The connection only resumed when their spacecraft came out of the lunar shadow. And the last requirement for the landing area is sunlight. The lander has solar panels to power its scientific equipment, onboard computers, and communication modules, so it needs direct sunlight. The lander is getting closer to the surface of the moon. The spacecraft is slowing down as it approaches the landing site. Now, it's almost hovering in midair. A few more seconds, and touchdown. The spacecraft makes a soft landing. It's time to drill through the surface. For this, the lander has a device called the regolith, an ice drill for exploring new terrain. To put it simply, it's a large, three-foot-long drill. That's almost as long as a grown-up person's leg. Once the right spot is chosen, the device gets lowered into the lunar soil. Drilling will have several stages. Lander will have to lift the drill several times to get the soil out of the drill hole. Otherwise, it may damage the drill bit. Next, the lander will have to analyze the soil composition. To do this, it carries a mass spectrometer, observing lunar operations. Shortly, 
M Solo. Its work is based on a simple principle. It ionizes or charges particles of soil, making them move. Then it creates a strong magnetic field, which affects the charged particles, making them change their trajectory. Different substances, their molecules, and atoms move differently in the magnetic field. So, by analyzing the changes in their trajectories, we can identify the mass and charge of each particle. All we need to do next is look at Mendeleev's periodic table and see which atoms we can find in the samples. Scientists hope to find H2O, water. The south pole of the moon is an ideal place to keep ice within reach of our drill. The equator would be a great place to maintain radio contact and power the solar panels of the lander, but this area is likely to be too hot to have any ice. The lander will also carry a lunar hopper. This thing will be used to explore the surface of the moon. It will carry a load of about two pounds. Scientists will also test 4G communication technology. The lander should have some special modules for this. If the test is successful, people might be able to use cellular coverage for communication on the moon, like we do on Earth. But the main goal of the mission is to prove that the resources found on the moon can be used in the future. As early as 2023, NASA plans to send an autonomous rover called VIPER, which stands for the Volatiles Investigating Polar Exploration Rover, to the moon. It'll land at the moon's south pole for the same reasons, the connection with Earth and sunlight. The rover itself will be about the size of a golf cart. It'll carry a drill and soil analyzer. Scientists have already laid out a route for the rover. It's about 10 to 15 miles long. It'll take Viper 100 days to travel along that route. It'll drill the soil in search of lunar ice and mark its findings on the map. It will be necessary to prepare for astronauts' arrival to the moon. It'll also help to provide them with valuable resources, like water. Later in the 20s, NASA will launch the Artemis mission. For this purpose, scientists have been constructing the Orion spacecraft for decades. It can carry six astronauts. The launch vehicle that will take Orion into orbit is called the Space Launch System. When ready, it'll be the most powerful rocket in human history. The first flight will be uncrewed. It's scheduled for 2022. Like the lunar lander, the spaceship will ascend into orbit make one revolution around our planet and go to the moon. Once it reaches the satellite, it'll stay in orbit for six days and then return to Earth. It'll spend a total of 25 days in outer space. The second mission is planned for September 2023. This time, we'll send four astronauts to the moon. They will fly around Earth's natural satellite and return without landing on the lunar surface. This will be the first crewed mission to the moon since 1972. The third mission, Artemis 3, is scheduled for the 55th anniversary of the first lunar landing in 2024. Four astronauts will travel to the moon's orbit. Once there, two of them will move to the starship HLS. This is a new lunar lander designed by SpaceX. Then they will make a soft landing on the moon's surface. The astronauts will spend several days there. Then the lander will fly back into orbit, dock with Orion, and return to Earth. There's also plans to build a space station in lunar orbit, the Lunar Orbitable Platform Gateway. It'll be almost like the International Space Station. It'll be assembled from a lot of modules, just like the ISS. There will be a power and propulsion element. This is going to be the first module equipped with engines for maneuvering and propulsion. There will also be solar panels that will power the station. One more module will serve several purposes, including communication and refueling.
Then, there will be several living modules. They will be able to host several astronauts for a period of up to 90 days. That's where they will eat, sleep, train, and conduct scientific experiments. The station will be equipped with a robotic arm. It'll help spacecraft dock with the station, as well as install additional scientific equipment outside the station. There will be an airlock module. Incoming spacecraft will be able to dock with the station there. It'll be like a parking lot for dropping off and picking up passengers. Astronauts will be able to use it as a door to outer space. There will be a sample return vehicle, a small spacecraft, that will deliver samples of lunar soil to the station. It'll be fully robotic. The Gateway will be much smaller than the ISS. For comparison, the near-Earth station now consists of 11 modules, and its total cost is about $150 billion. In the future, we'll use this station as a launch pad to send spaceships to other planets, like Mars or into deep space. Rockets launched from the ISS will need much less fuel because they won't have to fight Earth's gravity. But the astronauts on the Gateway will be in more danger than on the ISS because of radiation. Earth's magnetic field acts as a shield that disperses the sun's harmful rays. And astronauts staying there don't get much more radiation than the passengers of a commercial airplane on Earth. The moon is too far from our planet's magnetic field, so all the modules of the Gateway Station will have to be additionally protected from solar radiation.